0: Nation podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Evan Van Buzicum, and joining me on the show today is Dr. Mike Nikorsky, Director of Research for the Saskatoon Colostrum Company. Welcome, Mike.
1: Hey, guys. How are you guys doing today?
0: We're doing real well. Uh, pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to, to meet with us and teach us more about the importance of getting colostrum into newborn calves. Not only an initial 12 to 24 hour period, but you're going to talk to us today about uh, using colostrum in maybe more of a novel approach and treating scours. Do you mind like giving us a little bit of a rundown on what that looks like and why are we using colostrum for scours?
1: So it's kind of, when we think about scouring calves, obviously, you know, mortality is a big issue because calves dehydrate, their intestinal tract is typically destroyed. And so death loss can be quite high if a calf gets severe enough scours. And so Typical treatments for scours are, I think, the first thing most people think, including myself at a young age in my veterinary career, was, hey, what antibiotics are we going to use or you know, what anti-inflammatories? And those things for sure are necessary if, let's say, the calf has a fever or there's blood in the stool because then those antibiotics are going to be used for systemic treatment. So don't want to negate them. But a lot of people ask, what can we really do, though, about the bugs that are in the a tract that continue to sh- destroy that intestinal tract? And then what are some things you can do to repair that? And so believe it or not, colostrum can actually it has thousands of bioactive factors in it beyond just the antibodies that we think about. So there's a lot of bioactive factors that can actually work to both bind up some of the pathogens. You know, you've got viruses like rotavirus, coronavirus, those type of things. And then, you know, your E. coli's and, and so forth. And so The antibodies in colostrum can actually bind up those pathogens. And so from a therapeutic standpoint, you can actually use colostrum to bind up those pathogens if the calf is scouring. And then goes to work many bioactive factors in colostrum. So you've got all natural prebiotics in there. There's over 40 what we call, and I know it's a big term. Oligosaccharides—they actually are like jet fuel for the good gut bacteria that we want to grow. So you can, you know, regenerate that. And then there's all kinds of growth factors, growth factors like epidermal growth factor, and those things will actually work to repair the gut. And so you've got a kind of a multimodal—you know, it's not just one product that you have with colostrum, and and so it's it's interesting from that standpoint.
0: You mentioned rotavirus and coronavirus and, and a couple of other bacterias. Would this I know a fair number of our producers in this area are concerned with protozoal like uh, crypto. Would this work for that as well?
1: Yeah, it will that because there's actually Cryptosporidium antibodies, specific antibodies in colostrum, and so so yes, that that would work as well. What we've actually are doing currently a, a challenge study with Cryptosporidium, where we're we're actually introducing crypto to the calves and then looking specifically at how colostrum treatment acts. And, and we know there's there's previous research that that shows that and so we we but we are doing another study with that uh, just to specifically look at it it's yeah it's it's quite interesting and i i should mention too you know where did this all come from actually believe it or not bovine colostrum is used to treat many different human diseases including traveler's diarrhea e coli in infants there's a case study of a person with hiv and that's refractory to upwards of five different treatment modalities and the only thing that put them in remission was bovine colostrum and so it's beyond the antibodies there's there's a lot of goodies in there that obviously are all natural that are really gonna help with both repairing the gut but also with some of those pathogens that are present in there
0: we were talking earlier about how scours are one of the big challenges it's over half of illnesses in calves and 30% of, of deaths for young calf mortality. And the cost is up there, you know, around $50 a calf for every treatment. How does a producer kind of use this colostrum idea? I'm going to extrapolate here and say, okay, we have dairy producers that have more access to colostrum than like a beef producer, and they have more access to calves that are going to be handled, is there a way or a product that we can use to kind of get these same benefits for like beef producers or maybe producers that don't have access to to milking cattle?
1: Very good question. And we we just got done with a a trial. And so the company that I, I direct research for, we collect whole bovine colostrum from dairy farms. And we believe that it's in its all natural form. We do not take anything out. We don't put anything in. We simply heat treat it and then test for the antibody concentration so that it's no, of known concentration and then uh, spray dry that. And so it's pure bovine colostrum, but it's just dried down. And so you know we don't manufacture colostrum, but we do have many SKUs of of different concentration of antibody concentrations of our colostrum products out there. And so what we did is actually a study, looking at scouring calves. And actually what we did was we did this on dairy calves because they're in a control environment. We could look at, we fecal score them. If they had, basically if they, if they scoured, they were enrolled in the study. And so we looked at treating calves with, it was about 140 grams of colostrum replacer powder is what it was. And so that's in the whole bovine form. And so what we did is we put that in milk replacer and we fed two and a half quarts to the calves. And so they got 160 grams of the colostrum replacer and then the rest of it was milk replacer powder. And so it equates to about six tenths of a pound of milk replacer and then six tenths of a pound of of colostrum replacer around that number. So it's almost half colostrum, half milk replacer. And so what was interesting about that study is that calves that received those four days worth of the milk replacer with the colostrum added to it, they resolved their diarrhea in 1.36 days sooner than calves that had not gotten the colostrum uh, in their milk replacer. The other thing is that there was about a 7% mortality amongst the control group and there was 0% with the calves that got colostrum interestingly as we followed those animals out to about 60 days which for a dairy calf was is a weaning age the calves that received the colostrum and the milk replacer to treat the scours they gained 0.2 just over it was 0.22 pounds a day more than those calves with controls, and so when you add that up in itself, there was a return on your investment right there. Uh, very profound results. That study is actually just currently being published. Uh, it's it's been accepted in the journal Dairy Science, so it does work. It's not just throwing foo foo dust in a, in milk replacer. Taking some pretty basic things that that even has been efficacious for humans, and and just putting that to work. So. Uh, I would say you know, as a treatment modality for scours, one thing we learned from the study was that calves that had more severe scours took longer as well. So whether you're a beef or a dairy producer, it's really important to identify these calves that have scours and get them started on treatment. The longer you wait, the more damage happens in the gut, the more time that those pathogens have to destroy that gut, so it's it's just very important to to be aggressive. I guess you could say with if you do have to treat them.
0: So we talked about why colostrum is successful and what there is in it that makes it different than just normal cow's milk. What studies, other than the one you've already mentioned with the cryptosporidium, what other studies would you like to share with us and our listeners about the benefits for using colostrum for scour treatment?
1: In calves, this is probably the first study that we've actually done. It was kind of funny. We should have done this years ago and we knew it and we stewed on it for a while. But if it's any consolation, you know what we've done is kind of looked at. Actually, we've done many studies with using colostrum replacer in milk replacer for the first 14 days of life in dairy calves. And you'd say, well, why? Why would we do that? We actually learned about that from the beef calves. They actually get, in a sense, transition milk, and so what it is, it's all the antibodies, it's the bioactive factors. They still have a high level out you know, first seven or so milkings. Um, and so it could be several days for those beef calves, they get that benefit. And so what we've learned is that we've done a lot of those studies in the dairy castles for the dairy producers. We've known that just putting it in as a preventative in the milk replacer had a profound impact both on respiratory disease and scour rate. And so we, we've we known it's, it's been there. This is kind of the first study that we've specifically done with our products looking at scour's treatment. But yes, there has been other studies. There's been studies that have looked at when you treat a calf with whole bovine colostrum or powder, like we have, looking at actually those villi in the gut, you know, those are those finger like projections that absorb macronutrients and nutrients. And so they're pretty important for those calves. And so there's studies that that show, you know, microscopically, there's a difference in the length and the uh, in the diameter of those, and that's what we want because that's what's going to allow that calf to grow.
0: So, is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners in, regarding colostrum, regarding scour's treatment? I mean, should we touch on a little bit why reaching for the antibiotic bottle might not be the the wisest first choice?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that I think, whether you're a veterinarian uh, or a producer, and and I know, Evan, both of us are both in a sense, but we can't negate the importance of a judicious use of antimicrobials, right? And it doesn't mean that we need to get rid of them, but we've got to be judicious with them. And and that's where I'll say, like I I said earlier, was don't be too quick with that. The, The antibiotics with a scouring calf, I think, to reiterate, if there's a fever... And if you got blood in the stool, those are the two things that are really important indicators where yes, you're probably looking, you need to, you need to get some antibiotics. Why? Because, you know, I think people think that we're using antibiotics to treat so that goes systemic and is treating the bacteria and treating the gut. It's actually not that way. It's actually, we're using those antibiotics because if a calf has a fever or blood in the stool, it means there's a gut breakdown and those bacteria can be, go into the bloodstream and cause what we all know as septicemia and that's typically the one of one of the big killers of calves. So in that instance that's where I think you do need to be grabbing for uh, the antibiotics. Now if a calf is just scouring and there's no blood in the stools, it's got a loose stool and it doesn't have a fever, here's where you, you get aggressive with the bovine dry colostrum and get that into the milk and try to or even just mix it up purely and give it to the calf. And obviously I would recommend some anti-inflammatories as well because their guts hurt, you know, and that's, what's going to get them back to drinking and that. And it is funny, but there's actually all natural anti-inflammatories in, in colostrum as well. So you'll get some of that. And so it's just important though, to, to be identifying those calves and you say, well, gosh, I, how do you do that? Why? How we do it when we feed cows, and we've got a fall calving herd and a spring calving herd, we, every day when we go into a pen of cattle and we're feeding them like with a mixer or if we're out in the pasture, you know, we're taking a look, especially in those first two to three weeks, because that's when we know that this is going to happen. And so we keep a sharp eye on these calves. We make sure we're checking them one to two times a day. And if we start seeing a calf that is scouring, we want to identify that and uh, get to get ahead of it if, if need be so
0: thank you so much mike for your time and giving us a little bit of a look into the future of treating scours
1: yeah for sure
0: and for our listeners if you didn't find us entertaining hopefully you found us useful